Yeah, let's jump in. It's hella black. Episode forty. Yes, sir. Niggas made it to forty. Forty. I don't. I don't. I don't know what forty represents. I don't know if it's an important number. But since it got a zero at the end, I'm gonna act yeah, like it do. Forty. I feel like all numbers with zero at the end Have are important. Like yeah. 10, 20, 30, 40. and so on. Shout out E forty. You feel me? Yeah. Shout out Unk. <laughs> shout out E forty. Fuck it. Real Bay Area legend. We in this motherfucker. Hella black episode forty. Shout out forty water. That is wild. We really we came a long way, man. Forty fucking episodes. Still recording. Still have a black. Do you not feel like we should have yet. more though? Maybe I don't. I mean, nah. We look, doing well. When you look at our productivity over the course of like the last year, though, like we definitely we upped our output. Productive, yeah. yeah, we definitely upped our output. But you be seeing some podcasts like episode five seventy five. That doesn't mean episode five hundred seventy five, does it? I don't know. I don't but know you know what I'm talk talking about. Yeah, you no, know when you see that like niggas who by episode two thirty, it's like nigga, what the? Some f- people for real. Like, have, I feel like Joe Rogan has that many episodes on his podcast. Oh yeah. That for sure. Yeah, I mean, but them niggas not be doing that shit every day. No, like probably they probably record like once a week. We we. I don't think I don't like myself that much. They're like full time. Yeah, podcast. I I don't like myself that much to want to hear myself. I don't like myself that much to want to hear myself talk that much. I don't know if (laughs) y'all niggas like myself like me that much to want to hear me talk that much. But I think people will listen. I don't know. If we drop shit once a week, people will for sure listen. We've had our spurts. We had we had like January we was doing once a week, February we was almost once a week. Yeah, March niggas left the country. That's how you know we are actually you know? like true creatives and true artists because artists, from what I've noticed, the free artists, nigga, not the artists that's you know enslaved by labels and deals and all other kind of shit, right? Free artists create when they feel like it. We really do create when we want to, but now we have. You might get two episodes yeah. in one week, nigga. You might get one episode in a month. Never with Patreon, know. we try to at least yeah. give you at least three shout episodes. Out our, shout out our patrons. So shout out patreon.com slash hellblackpod. Sign up on that motherfucker. We got extended episodes. But yeah, we really, I think that's what's good about it is we don't, I don't ever feel forced to speak. You feel me? I've like, had moments where, moments where I'm like, nigga, I do not want to record but, this podcast today, but <laughs> we haven't put out content in two weeks and niggas is paying for this shit via Patreon. But so I I'm always like, feel good after I do it. And my, I have. Yeah. I don't want to speak for you. but <laughs> I, mean, like I, said, I have my moments, bro. Yeah. I definitely have my, have my times where um, I ain't trying to record. <laughs> yeah. this Right now, my spirits are up, surprisingly, yeah. I think. Yeah, I remember texting you. I was like, bro, I need to record. Like, yeah. Because this is almost, when I think about Hella Black, like this is just. To me, it's so much bigger than the podcast. Like, it's almost like therapy in some ways. It can be, for sure. Like, it can be. Talk about certain things, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, I got some shit to say, some shit I need to get off my chest. I feel like this was one of those weeks where I was like, fuck, I need to record. Like, let's record. Yeah, and I I feel like it's been a while. But it was before you went on your trip. That's the last time we, mm-hmm. we, we, did a, we, did a, we did a podcast. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I ain't talking about shit in a little bit. I ain't been active on Twitter either. So I'm like, I, I got all this shit bottled up inside of me. Yeah. I need to. I, I seen you tweet something like oh, I'm gonna talk the rest of, the rest about this on <laughs> Yeah, like nigga, you want the rest of my thoughts, nigga? Come, yeah, come tap in. So we here in episode forty. Shout out to all the folks that have been rocking with us from episode one to forty. Shout out to folks that just started rocking with us last week. Wherever you got in, where you fit in. Shout out to you. Shout out to my co-host, my nigga Blake. Shout out to anybody that's played a role in Hella Black. All the places we done live podcast at. Everybody, I appreciate the support. For real, for real, because you think about how many folks are trying to—I uh, don't know—like like podcasting is starting to become the new wave or whatever, right? So I think anyone that's taking time to listen to, to what we got to say, I think my, you know my nigga Black said it best: like it's a million artists out there, but you choose to donate your ear to me. Uh, I appreciate y'all for fucking with Hella Black for sure. Yeah, for sure. 
we've uh, we've improved too, man. We've grown. Like I'll be listening sometimes just to like check out the audio of our last, you know, older ones. I'm like, damn, like niggas really have improved our shit. We stepped up. Like we uh, we podcasters now. We can't say we ain't. <laughs> These are so, the facts. You know, we've we've stepped we've stepped up our podcasting. I feel like in a number of ways, uh, like set design, yeah, audio wise. Um, then I also think, equipment, yeah, I got shows. our own equipment. Also think live shows. Also think the way we like structure our podcast. If you go back to the early episodes, niggas was just talking. And although we do the same shit <laughs> well, now, yeah. we still do the same shit now. But it's like a lot more. I think it's a lot more intention, a lot more thought. Not a lot of it, but there's some more. There's some more intention and thought that goes into the hella black process, and I'm hope hopeful that the folks that listen can recognize it. Yeah. Definitely. I just had a thought. I want to plug my nigga Logan. Shout out my nigga Logan. Uh, his podcast, the Lo- Logan Murdoch podcast. Shout out my cousin Whitney. Their podcast is the Light Skin Berry. Yeah. You got any podcasts you want to plug? I was gonna say Logan's. Yeah. You should also promote Shy's project. Oh Fuck yeah, it. tap it. Tap while it. While we out here, here. while promote we promote shit, shit. <laughs> tap it with my cousin Shire, Shyon G. She just released a project called The Reset. Tap in. Tap in with iTunes, that shit, please. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. That's just slap. Fuck with it. Well, this episode isn't going to come out tomorrow, but Shy has a show tomorrow. Oh yeah, but but only patrons gonna know that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you a patron in Oakland or the in the Bay Area, um, Oaklandish, Oaklandish, shout out Miles B, shout out C Five. Shy is going to be there, and there's one more artist. I don't know who it is. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. No disrespect, fam. I just I just don't know the other name that's attached to it, but yeah. Yeah, we rocking though. Did you do? You already do the like us on SoundCloud spiel. I know you oh, spoke yeah, on I'm, Patreon. I'm, I'm gonna, see, this is how you know we really be rocking. You feel yeah. me? Really podcasting. We we gotta like <laughs> and feel weird. We can't stop or we can't start until we do the whole little spiel. Facts. So if you got your phone out right now, if you're driving, pull over, get a park, like this shit on SoundCloud, tap in our iTunes. You feel me? Five star reviews. If it ain't five star, we don't want it. But for real, five star review. patreoncom pod. If you want extended episodes and you want exclusive content, like the episodes don't end when we end. We always do exclusive content straight for patrons. You feel me? So tap in our patreon.com slash hellblackpod to get extended episodes. Feel me? Like us on SoundCloud. Subscribe. Do all those things. Tell your cousin. Tell your auntie. You feel me? We real grassroots. That's why we hella black. You feel me? That's the way it's been. It's Damn, people just tell I know. <laughs> I'm addicted to that shit. <laughs> That's why, That's why the camera doesn't need to be here, bro. <laughs> the camera, I, I just subscribe on our YouTube channel, Hellback Power. You feel me? You get to see us as we talk. You know, you get so. to see my journey <laughs> as becoming the flyest nigga in the world. This nigga hair getting long and shit from start to finish. I know. I wish you could donate some shit to me. I would get extensions. I would get extensions <laughs> if I could. You get some bundles. I donate if you what bundles up big bundles. <laughs> Remy out here, Fuck. big big Remy nigga. <laughs> this nigga really said, "Can I get like somewhere, <laughs> bro?" Oh, Baba, what the fuck? It be hella niggas getting extensions though. I'm not even go off into that tangent. Um, as always, we're gonna start this shit off with some black joy. Uh, let me see uh, what you got. What you got? I hope I hope y'all here experiencing black joy. You know, being black in this white supremacist capitalistic patriarchy of a society can be a motherfucker. Um, the hell of that. So it's sure. it's important that we center ourselves in some joy. Black Joy. I'm trying to figure out what I had popping. We had your birthday party at my crib recently. Yeah, sure that was weird. that was some black shit. That was some super black shit. What else? What else brought me some black joy? I feel like I did something recently that made me feel like, oh, we bar- well, we barbecued at my house this past weekend. That was some black joy. 
Yeah, I don't know what else. That's there like, has to be something else. I feel like there's like a moment that I had recently that was like hella like communal. What the fuck did I do? I literally do not know. Your birthday party brought me some joy. Like I said, we was talking about before, I was a little anxious because um, when you're hosting things, at least I don't know if anyone else deals with this shit, but I know I do. When I'm hosting, I feel this this um, obligation to like Talk host. To yeah, yeah, like essentially sure host, right? Cool. Like, I don't know if panders word I'm looking for, but like pander to people and fucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like make sure they having a good time and all this shit. Um, but, you know, a part of it being like kind of your thing, I, I didn't have to do as much as that. Because, you know, we have parties at my house and shit all the time, but they're mostly like shit that I throw and that puts a responsibility on me. But since it was like Blake's birthday party, it was okay. Sat to Lindsay's house, like Blake is the is the person, the man of honor. So, you know, we're going to center our shit around that nigga. So I was able to really just get drunk and have a good time and not yeah. have to worry about too much. So and then getting to celebrate your birthday. We tried to have your party at my house last year. Yeah. My aunt got like food poisoning or some shit. Yeah. So we didn't get to have that. That fucking sucked. Um, so, yeah, get, getting to celebrate your shit at my house like we had planned the year before. And to do a big have a lot of our friends and family and loved ones in the building. Um, that shit yeah, was hella fun. That shit was, that shit was hella black. <laughs> that shit was dumb lit. I had a good ass time. I was turned. This nigga beat me in beer pong too, you know. I beat him, I think, twice. But, you know, we really play beer pong out here. Man. So, yeah, I've had <laughs> somebody ask me, how do I hate white people but I play beer pong? Like, nigga, because I play beer pong the nigga way. And I'm not playing beer pong with whites. I nah. did in college. Don't even remind me. But yeah. <laughs> we that was just, go there. That was a funny conversation <laughs> of like somebody was like, How you hate white people, but you play beer pong. That's some white shit. Somebody told I'm pretty me, sure like, black people created beer pong. Yeah, they probably stole it from us. Yeah. Like that was for sure some cookout shit. Period. You I know? believe it. But someone's like, I've never seen so many niggas play beer pong the way y'all play beer pong. <laughs> like we would play beer pong, it's like imagine niggas playing dominoes but talking hella more shit. Beer pong is legit like basketball. Yeah. Like in terms of when you playing with niggas. Hella shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like Niggas ready to be like you Flip over a beer pong table That's that's how we play beer pong so Mad competitive Mad niggerish <laughs> that's, that's how it is for real What, what about you bro What about uh, you some black joy In addition to your, to your birthday Yeah shit. birthday for sure Birthday for sure That shit was hella fun Just having hella loved ones You know family And Having that your crib You feel me That's like One of the places I feel hella safe You know so like It's just always love over there So just having That birthday you feel me Birthdays always be kind of challenging for me, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like hell, anxiety, just past shit, you know. But I feel like that was probably one of the best birthdays I've ever had. So, you know, and I think it just symbolizes a lot of the work that I've done from my own personal work, my own healing. You feel me? And just like creating shit how I want it to be, and not letting other people create it for me or other past experiences create it for me. You feel me? Yeah. So that was for sure. Then I went to fucking Thailand, nigga. That shit was. <laughs> oh my god. I nigga, I told you I was like watching your story. I was living vicariously through you. Like, I'm like, fuck, nigga, don't come back. Like, legit. Bro. I don't know how many times I said that to you. Like, it's not worth yeah. it. <laughs> you really did like, me that, like, at least three or four times. Like, I feel like, don't come back, bro. <laughs> don't come back. It ain't worth it. <laughs> it ain't worth it. Like, I've, ne- like, nigga, you were having so much fun out there, bro. Bro, I've never been that happy, bro. I was like, my serotonin levels went up. Nigga, like, I really was feeling hella happy, bro. Like, nigga. That shit was, <laughs> that shit was What nice. would you say is like the like what was like the not the highlight, but like highlights. I know there had to be like multiple yeah. parts of the trip where you was like, what the fuck? Bro, it was like that first night and I woke up in the morning because the time changes had me fucked up. So I was up at probably like six in the morning 
And then I just went down and watched the sunrise, bro. And that shit was just hella spiritual, bro. Like, watching the sunrise, nigga, on the beach in the sun, like, literally just right in front of you. Water hella blue. It's 80 degrees out. You feel me? Just, like, no one is really on the beach. I'm, like, one of the only, pe- you know, people up just watching the sunrise. It was just like, damn, niggas, you feel me? Niggas have, I don't know, been through hella shit, but to just see this beautiful-ass moment in the world right now and just to be able to be by my, you know, be out in Thailand. Yeah. You know, 25 was, <laughs> I went through some shit, you feel me? Been through some shit, so to be able to out there and just have that moment, bro, that shit was pure. What is that shit like to be able to, like, detach from this society for a little bit and to, like, enter another reality of life? Because I feel like out here we have such a, I don't know, like, like a, like a kind of like a, um, what is it? Like such a narrow experience and view of life. Because I like, think about the American experience. It's so much based on production and work, right? Yeah. And you go over to a space like, I mean, you were at a resort, nigga. So like the point of a resort is to relax. Like I'm pretty sure motherfuckers outside of that resort, got, we know they got some shit going on, right? But like, what is it like to know that like, damn, this is how life could be 24-7, but the way that systems are designed, yeah. niggas only get to experience Penises. this in like spurts. Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> That shit was just nuts, like, to be able to just relax, bruh. Like, really, I've never been that relaxed in my life, bro. To just be able to relax and chill, wake up when I want to, go to sleep when I want to. Nigga, I probably got 12 hours of sleep every night. Like, bro, I haven't been that relaxed. I usually don't sleep well either in new places, but I slept hella good out there, you know? So I was just hella relaxing to be out there. I feel like shit just moves a lot slower. You know, like, Americans, like, it's so... And I'm sure for people working there, it's probably the same, like, just moving hella fast, you know? But I feel like life just moves a lot slower out there, you know? Like, there ain't no skyscrapers, you feel me? There ain't no shit like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I w- it was just cool, because it's just like, I feel like life moves slower, you feel me? There's not hella cars. Like, there's just hella, like, everybody has mopeds and shit. Mopeds, motorcycles, you know? Barely any cars. Like, Uber pools, you're in the back of a pickup truck. (laughs) Just hanging on, just chilling. You feel me? Um, But no, that shit was just cool. Just to be able to detach from, like, America. I'm just like, damn. The way we live in America, you don't have to live this way. And I feel like that's that's any any place where, like, industrialization is, like, hella big, right? Like, anywhere where, like, you got fucking, like, hella docks or hella factories. You know, just shit like that. That's just, like, seems to be... Like the common thing is like anywhere where like productivity is is the basis mm-hmm. of that society, that's where. It, and a lot of like the people out there, they just was hella cool, like smiling and shit all the time. Like I'm sure I don't want to romanticize shit, you know, of a different place, especially a place I'm not from. But like the people there were just hella cool, you know, like just friendly, nice. You know, we be up in the mountains, some shit like ATV riding, people just living up in the mountains. They just like smiling and waving at you. Like what's going on? You know, I was like, damn, that shit. You know, yeah. I don't know. There's a certain level, like America is just something else. But you always you hear motherfuckers say this. But then also, I got. I'm thinking about like how many like fucking, um, like foreign exchange students you'll see on like American, you know, in, like in, in, like universities and shit. Right? So I'm like motherfuckers is coming over here for some reason too, and like it's motherfuckers that leave their countries and come over here and stay because I've, I guess they. It's the idea of money. Yeah, I feel like that's what it is. It, I'm like, yeah. bro, like there's. You always hear Americans, motherfuckers from here, like, leave and be like, bro, like, they just, 
do not fuck with America anymore yeah. like, after their leaders and experiencing different shit. But also, again, right, it's like romanticizing places and be like, nigga, yeah. the fact remains, nigga, you stayed on a fucking resort. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. A resort, you lived resort. on the beach, nigga. Like, <laughs> like if, you went, if you went and just packed yeah. your shit up and lived on Santa Barbara's beach for 10 days, you're going to feel the exact same way about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mostly some of the same things. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's important to acknowledge is like not romanticizing things. But there's something to be said about, nigga, the way we experience life on a daily basis in America, bro. Like, this shit is pure productivity. Mm-hmm. Every day, you're thinking about how you can produce. Everybody getting up to do the same shit. Like, think about, like, when we was in New York. Like, we're literally walking. Everybody walking the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, like, on some Black Mirror type shit, you know? Bro, I was talking to Keenan about this shit yesterday, and he was like, nigga, we really living in a dystopian society right now. We thought it would look like the way, like, Mad Max and shit look, or, like, Wally or some shit like that. But, like, nigga, yeah. it looks the way that it looks right now, and it's fucking, it's wild how the how the human experience is, bro. Yeah. And like every time every now and again I have like these like epiphanies or like these spiritual situations, spiritual moments where I step back like outside of my body and like fuck bro, like life do not have to be like this, but I feel trapped in this motherfucker. And then you throw in the parts of like being poor, being black, being trans, being queer, being disabled, you feel me, into into this whole makes, yeah. productive experience, this capitalistic experience, and it just makes everything else that much harder, bro, that yeah. much difficult to fucking maneuver through. Like life legit don't gotta be like this, bro. That's how I felt when I was in Thailand. I was like, it was almost like an out-of-body experience. Like, damn, bro. Like, just even the shit I trip over sometimes. You feel me? You'd be, out, you'd be in a different environment. Like, damn, why was I tripping over that shit? Like, that shit is so small. In the I think that's something things. you can carry from over here. Like, I think that's, like, that's not something that's, like, romanticized. That's, like, some real shit. Like, yo, like, what can I give my fucking energy to? Because, of course, again, we do live in a capitalist society where, like, you yeah. have to produce to survive, my nigga. Like, are you going to be on the streets like so many of the folks that we know, right? Right. Um, but also, like, picking and choosing what the fuck you give energy to. Yeah, or, like, what your battle is, too, you feel me? That's one big thing that I took away, and we'll talk about more more of that, like, as we get into the episode. But just, like, just having, like, bro, I literally woke up one day, I felt high. Like, nigga, I felt like I smoked weed, and I was just high as shit, you yeah. feel me? Like, just... It was just pure off vibes, what, bro. Not being stressed feel like, nigga. I was like, bro, is that what... Ain't that like, wild, like, with not being, like, anxious... It feels it's such an unfamiliar feeling that you associated with something else. Like anxiety, I really had no like my anxiety and my depression. Just PTSD was just not the same. I don't know if my P, my PTSD is so related to where I, I, I am. You feel me? But like it was just so different. Bro. <laughs> like, so when we talk about it was nuts. Like me and you've been having conversations recently. Okay, like nigga, we got to get you out the country. Like for the niggas that don't know, I I haven't been anywhere really. Yeah. I, I didn't have been every state in 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 America for real. Except for Hawaii I've been everywhere for real You know what I'm saying um, But The reason why I haven't went out the country yet Cause like I'm afraid that I'm not gonna come back Or I'm afraid that I'm gonna come back And I'm not gonna be the same You won't be I'm not And I same. don't know how I'm gonna manage that And I remember you saying some shit like this And I was like This is what Delancey meant Like niggas like, be pressed Like everybody pressures me to go out the country Like I've been telling you know, I'm, like, I'm like, I was like I'm gonna The take people it. that yeah. know me And are close to me Are like nigga We need to You need to go somewhere You need to go somewhere yeah. like bro Go get your passport Get your passport Get your passport Let's go somewhere go, go, go. I ain't been nowhere yet bro Cause I'm afraid Of again Never coming back And also Like coming back And just being completely Over and detached From this shit Like I'm I don't know It's what been so hard like. To go back to work because you say oh, that's why I don't take vacations because yeah, I'm, I'm like, not going to go back to I, work. I never took a vacation out, <laughs> nigga. Literally, I've never took a vacation in my life. And niggas might say, uh, like, I think in my mind, like, well, I took two days off. I took two days off from one job, but I did something else. You feel what I'm saying? I've never just, nigga, gone. Detached. Don't hit me about nothing. I'm not responding to no emails. I've never done that in my life, ever. Bro, I deleted ever. my email off my phone, bro. Yeah, it couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, never I done de- that. I shit. deleted my, like, work email. I still checked the, my personal shit. 
And uh, but, bro, that shit. You don't. I really like. I was like, damn, I don't want to leave. I really felt that way. Like, I feel like if I didn't have a party plan for when I got back, it's a good thing I planned that. I would have tried to find a way to stay for another. Yeah, week. I think that was the perfect way to kind of reintegrate yourself into yeah. society. <laughs> like, like, okay, let me get around the motherfuckers that I spend my days with while yeah. I'm here. Let's get back and doing something that's like familiar, partying, talking, yeah. breakfast, all that kind of shit, right? Because I don't know what. Right, let's excuse me. And I got an addictive. I got an addictive personality, my nigga. Yeah. So I might go somewhere. Get addicted to my living situation, excuse me, and be like, nigga, I'm not going anywhere. Like, period. Bro, that's that's what Thailand was for me. I was like, it shit was so nice, bro. Like, it was so nice. And the people there, like the Thai people, they was hella cool with me because they so used to white people. You feel me? I treat them, treat them well. You feel me? Treat them like a human being. Like, they was hella fucking with me, you know, pouring hella free drinks and shit, you know. Just talking, like, they was infatuated with my tattoos and shit, because they all, you know, they be having, like, bamboo tattoos and shit. Yeah. And then I'm, like, American to them, you know, and then they're like, oh, you got gold teeth, like, they're asking me about all that shit, like, they was hella cool, too, you know? So, it was cool to, like, be out of a zone of, like, American racism, you feel me? Yeah. And, like, not really experiencing that, like, you feel me? It was more so, like, oh, are you a rapper? Are you in the NFL? Like. So that's the forms just, of racism. It's like a small, <laughs> small microaggressions. Diet, diet racism. Diet. You know, I'll take my shit diet. Niggas probably ain't mean no harm for real. Yeah, it was no harm. <laughs> you know, it was just it was just my reaction to what they see yeah. more so. I was like, all right, I, I could take that. Are you a rapper? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. You know, but it was like to be out of that, like not having to worry about like the police. You know what I mean? Like not having to worry about, you know. The shit we worry about on a day to day, daily basis, you feel even me? the shit that you might not even be conscious of, right? Yeah. So that was cool to not, you know, just to feel like feeling safe, even in a foreign ass place. And that's probably not the reality of like maybe everybody there who live there who are from there, but like definitely that American privilege having a passport. You feel me? But I don't know, man. That shit. Yeah, I think when I do take a trip, I won't do anything that's ten days. Like that's for my. For for me, that's yeah, that's that's like don't come back territory. Yeah, that's like, how that's, I was feeling. that's literally like don't come back territory. And so I think I'm planning a trip. I don't know where I'm gonna go. I might not even. I'm probably end up going to like Hawaii or some shit. <laughs> but I'm only gonna do three days, nigga. Nigga, I, I'm only gonna do three days. Three days. When I well, get Hawaii is at least close enough. Yeah, and, but I'm saying like you can't go to Thailand for three days because you damn near traveling exactly, for a day. That's what I'm saying. So I'm gonna go to Hawaii for like three days, I think, and then. In a in a couple more years, I'ma promise myself like, yo, when I can like one of my coworkers did this shit. She um, she took off like six months, and just literally traveled the world, nigga. So that's I think at some point when I get when I get to a financial situation to where it's like, yo, like a nigga ain't really got to work for a year if he don't want to and still be cool. I'm gonna do like some in depth traveling, like yeah. for real, like nigga, I'm out this motherfucker. Yeah, that shit was hella healing. Yeah, like you definitely come back with a different perspective on life, you know. So we talked about like the best parts, uh, but like what was what would you say is like what what did you take away from there that you're gonna apply to here? Uh, you you already kind of touched on it with the um, yeah like I guess being conscious of what you give your energy to. Like what else? Did you so take I was, away from the trip? I remember I was, like I sent you that photo of that waterfall jumping off that rock. It hell reminded me of you and shit. Yeah. When I was there, it was just like I felt like I had a very spiritual moment. It was more so like I told myself. You know, I was like, when I'm 
when I'm feeling stressed out, I'm gonna remember this moment. I remember how I feel right now, you know, and just be like try to be grounded in that shit. It's like, cause I felt just hella cool, bro. I went under a waterfall, swimming, ATV riding, and was just so fucking peaceful. I'm like, all right, I need to remember this moment when shit gets stressful. Back in America, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Three days later, it's like Nipsey Hussle is killed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, I'm feeling all this fucking like grief, sadness, anger, rage. You know what I'm saying? And then I was like, all right, I, I, I like brought myself back to that moment that I had at the waterfall. I was like, all right, how do I find some form of peace right now? You know, how do I have some form of like, how do I change my perspective to understand like, okay, just five days ago, I was feeling hella cool. You feel me? Feeling mm-hmm. like hella pure, you know? So like, how do I channel that same energy in this moment of like anger, sadness, grief of being back in America? You know, it's like, so I think just trying to channel that has been a, that was a big part of it. It's like channeling those feelings and being like, okay, I can only control certain things. I can only give my happiness to certain things and understanding like life is precious too, you know? And like those moments you have, like enjoy those joys, like really feel those joys. You feel me? Like, cause I feel like sometimes I'll have hella successful shit going on right now, but not even recognize my success. So, like, how do I celebrate and have joy in those moments? You feel me? And not let Fact. everything else around me, all the other stressors, take away from the moment. Like, shit, we doing 40 podcasts. That's a moment for us. Like, but how do I celebrate that? You feel me? Yeah, facts. And not just look over it as, like, oh, it's, it's regular. I think that shit, shit, we, shit we doing ain't regular, but it feel regular. And it's just being able to celebrate such, yourself. Such feeling. Yeah, I think you know? um, a lot what I'm... What I'm taking away from all that shit is like gratitude, and what I my experience of gratitude is like that shit can can shift your daily experience, for sure. So I'm I'm hoping that shit and being one of the niggas that you spend a lot of time with, I'm hoping like that you make that happen for yourself and you are able to keep that perspective and that that shit rubs off on me and all the folks that we you know we yeah. Because I feel like when you're good to yourself and you give thanks to yourself, bro, it just make you a better person towards yourself. When you're a better person towards yourself, you're going to be better towards other people, too. You know what I mean? Like telling I've yourself thank you. i for sure. Yeah. You know? Kind of like, like what AB talked about when they were saying have grace with yourself and shit. Yeah. yeah. That's something meditation has helped me, too. I stayed on my meditation out there, too, nigga. I was really meditating out there and shit, bro, by the beach and shit. That shit was nuts. I don't know how, why you're back. Bruh. Still haven't figured it out. Because I need more money. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> I get that trip wasn't free, nigga. Nigga, that trip wasn't free, nigga. That hotel room wasn't free. Uh, that ATV uh, wasn't not free. free. I had to pay for it oh, all, my shit. nigga. Shit. Shit got me ready to hit a lick <laughs> and just travel. So, shit, you've been back. For like a week now? Yeah, it's Thursday. I've been how, back for how, a week. How, you, how you doing like mentally? Bro, I'm sad, bro. And I think it's just like coming back to America and realizing like you can escape, but you can't escape. You feel me? It's mm-hmm. like you can just like, you could dip, feel something different, and then you come back to America and it's still America and you're still dealing with the same shit in America. And I know one thing we've talked about is like we've been like, I know I've been critical of uh, like Tom Hesse Coates and shit. Like mm-hmm. that nigga moved to Paris and shit. But when I was out there, I was like, damn, I understand why niggas move. <laughs> I understand why niggas move away from America. It's, it's like us. It's like a. I don't even know if selfish is the word I'm looking for, but it's like one of the. It's putting yourself first for real. Like yeah. I have to do what's best for me, and it's wild as black folks we conditioned and we burdened with constantly having to move for one another. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't just I think about myself if I just pack my shit up and cut, 
Um, even if I still have the financial resources to send back to my family, I'm like my physical resources I'm, I'm taking away from them. And I'm, you know, I wonder how much of that is like a lot of it is going to be what's all right, what's, what's best for me. But you do a lot for other people. You know that's going to have an impact on other so people. So that's why like, I, was, I was hella critical of niggas like Baldwin and um, Coates. And probably a couple other folks, like early on when I first got into my politics, I'm like, nigga, how the fuck you just leave niggas out here? But then I'm, as I'm experiencing life as a nigga who's going through the shit that they're going through, as trying to be a resource, as trying to be a voice for my people, like, nigga, I get it. This shit is a motherfucker, bro. Especially when you're really in the fucking field, bro, doing this shit day in, day out. Not just milking the community. But you like, live in it. Yeah, like you feel you me? Like, you live in the risk. You live in the, you know, all the things that come with being a radical. You you. <laughs> You live, you know. Yeah. Shit is shit is shit is a lot. So, yeah, to your point, I I get why niggas do it. Um, and it's just again, it's another one of those burdens that come with being the oppressed, being black in America. That should just come with it. Yeah. Like a lot of decisions we make, we got to take into consideration the people that we love, people that we care about. Because I really thought about, it. I was like, man, if I move out here and open a bar or some shit. You'd be cool. <laughs> I could be cool, but I'm like, I and would about feel your cousins, about yeah, like my, my family, siblings, <laughs> who you a whole, my that's partners. A, that's a bunch of folks that's missing out. The breakfast program on your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, you feel me, guidance and protection or whatever. Like, I, yeah. I don't even for me, like it's it's hard sometimes to differentiate between like what's my ego and what's like you know what, what is really happening. It could be it's, both. It's Nigga, true. Honestly, this shit could be synonymous. It could yeah. be my ego telling me this shit, but also like I'm living, like I'm living this shit. I know how I know that motherfuckers. I know the impact you have on yeah. people, and bro. I'm like, you, like we living this impact. shit, right? Like we know, like nigga, we really have an impact on folks. So I'm like, Facts. I guess it's the, the, the decision I'm, I'm making for now to like really be ten toes in this shit. And I would be, I'll be like, bro, I, I would feel like I sold out <laughs> if I moved. Honestly, unless I could just take enough motherfuckers with me. And even then, you're still leaving somebody else. Yeah, I'm like, if I could open a bar out here and have my all my partners work out here, and we all just collectively do that shit, <laughs> that shit would be raw. I met this one American dude out there. He's Thai, but like from America, mm-hmm. he said he just moved out there. Nigga rides ATVs every day, gives ATV tours. He's like, bro, I feel so much better out here. It's just like life is so much. It just it doesn't move at the same way that America moves. You know, it's like it's I have more peace, more sense of purpose, more sense of myself. And I'm just living out here. And, like, it just feels so much more peaceful. I'm just like, damn. You know? I could move out there and give ATV tours every day. (laughs) And probably be the most happy. I'll probably miss. I miss people, though. Not black people out there. (laughs) There ain't no black people. That's my family, for sure. I think about how much my daily operation is like. Nigga, I live with my family. I talk to my family. Like, that's that's just not just blood related, right? Like. You, nigga, the niggas we organize with, yeah. like I, my closest friends, like yeah. I, that's the only thing I was like, yeah, I miss my partners. <laughs> I wish that's, I can move all that's the only thing I missed yeah. was really like my partners and my Harley. <laughs> Facts. You can get your bike. You can get another Harley. Though. I saw a Harley out there, bro. I, bro, I was trying to ride it. This nigga would not let me ride it. it was his shit. I was like, bro, come on, let me ride it. Let me rent it, bro. Let me get some cash. Let me get some bot. The bot is the currency out there. I was like, like nah. He said no. I was like, bro, I really ride. I showed him a photo of mine. He's like, nah. No fuck about no picture, nigga. What the fuck, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nigga. You thought? I, was, I thought. I for sure thought. But yeah, you think this be a good time to transition? Uh, yeah, I feel like we. So we we want to do a mental health check in. I kind of yeah. think we. Kinda we kind of started it too. the surface on it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but even when we just you know when I picked you up, I feel like we're starting to we check in with it. 
I feel like as of like right now, I'm in a space where I'm kind of like an emotional and spiritual spiritual limbo. Uh, the last two months, and that's that's just as far as I can trace back. I, maybe even longer than that, have been like super um, overwhelming for me in every aspect of my life. Mostly around like work. I have, I've had a bunch of stuff going around work, and I feel so. In, in addition to being overwhelmed with like the workload. Emotionally, I've also been feeling type of way because I think one of the biggest things I'm dealing with is struggling with like, okay, I should be appreciative that I have all this shit going on, but you know, because also like there was like we talked about we've talked about this before on on the show is like, all right, nigga, I take this over where I was like not having no purpose, not having no passion, not having no no resources, no money, all that kind of shit, right? But I don't know the shit is just hella draining, bro, and it's hella frustrating. Um to be feeling overwhelmed and to be feeling drained. But I think Sunday, nigga, I was feeling hella good. It was wild. Oh, so, damn, I don't even know how to go because, like, Sunday's going to segue into our next segment. Um, That's so fine. I could take a step back, I think. But anyway, yeah, I, I've been feeling uh, just hella overwhelmed, hella drained. But I think as of today, I'm trying to move into a better space. I had, like, I told you I kind of had, like, a, a little epiphany before you picked me up. Like, all right, bro. I gotta, I gotta have a shift in perspective because I know if I don't have a shift in my perspective, I'm gonna get really, really down, and I don't want that. I'm gonna get really, really anxious, and I don't want that. But like the shift in the perspective that I had is like mostly around like the tour, mostly around like my jobs and shit. Is that you know, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to get everything right the first time. Sometimes right can be subjective, um, but just like having an appreciation for all the things that I do, like as, as cliche as that might sound. But like again, we talk about gratitude and appreciation, right? And this shit kind of just flowing. I think it's like a feel me a sign or some shit, but yeah, I'm trying to just have an appreciation for the shit that I got, some gratitude for the shit that I got, and be kinder to and be more kind to myself. You know what I'm saying? Have that grace with myself, like we talked about before with AB. Have that grace with myself, and just like having understanding, like bro, it's hella hard to navigate the system when you know life don't gotta be this way, and I don't have to feel this way. But just trying to get some more practices in my life, trying to get some more perspectives in my life to where I can feel, um, where I can feel better about myself and about my experience. Uh, so yeah, right now I would like to say that I'm I'm like damn near in the limbo, and I'm hoping I'm like at this point where I'm about to make this shift yeah. in my perspective to where I, a nigga can start feeling better for real. Because yeah. like who who likes feeling down? You right. know what I'm saying like that's yeah. what I really want to feel better. Yeah, I think you will. I think you're like to even be able to like articulate what you're articulating yeah. and know that you need to make a shift. Bro, that's the first step. Cause I feel like niggas, like you've been there before, right? We like yeah. nigga, like something got to give for real. Yeah. Like I need, like I know that I can no longer go down this path yeah. with this I gotta frame. Make a different decision. Like I have to make, I a, make a shift path. if I'm gonna be where I want to be and feel yeah. the way that I want to feel for real. I don't. I know. For me, four years ago, I wouldn't be able to say some shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you yeah, know, I feel you. I feel. I feel similar in some ways. I don't know. Work, especially after coming back from a vacation. And no one should don't have to be the way that it is right now, stress wise, you know. But work, bro, it should be stressful. Working <laughs> nine to five type shit, like just I don't know. I'm grateful to have a job. I'm grateful to like, you know, like what I do. But it's like work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's I, like it's. I, I know, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't have to be this way. You feel I me? love my job too. Like I do, bro. I love my. I was telling somebody yesterday. I never wake up in the morning like fuck. I don't feel like going in. Yeah. I don't feel like being here. That's like a very rare feeling for me. I I probably felt that shit like twice about this yeah. job. And it's only because I was like being severely overworked. Yeah. And I was just tired. Yeah. 
I think death been on my mind too. Like I uh, I visited my grandpa. My my grandpa been hella sick. I know I've told you about that. You know, you know I was able to uh, go sit with him. You know he's been in the hospital ICU like outpatient type facility for hella long. He just got back home pretty recently, and being able to go home and uh, sit down and talk to him, like he like eighty seven years old. You know, like has twenty five percent lung capacity. And I go visit him, my grandma. It was hell, like seeing my grandma face. Like she, I just pulled up on her, you know. I just pulled up. She said, "Oh my God, my Blakey, my Blakey!" Like she was smiling, you know. That brought me hell of joy. And then being able to talk to my grandpa, I've never had a like the conversation I had with him. I've never had with him. Like it was, a, I don't know, like a man to man like conversation. Like him telling me about his life, bro. He ain't never told me about his life. He's always been very quiet, been pretty reserved, you know. In fact, the nigga been through hell of shit. And just never really talked about shit. But, like, I talked to him for, like, 30 minutes, bro. Never, like, and for his health, for him to talk that long, like, it's rare, you know? Talked to him for, like, 30, 30, 45 minutes. And that shit was just, like, it was beautiful, like, to be able to have that conversation with him. But then I'm also, like, damn, kind of sad. Like, damn, I wish I could have had this conversation when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, learn more about your life, you know? And I just, like, walked out of his room. I just started crying, bro. Like, I don't. Sometimes it's hard for me to cry. Yeah. I just started crying. I'm like, bro, that shit hella sad, you know? So, like, death been on my mind. And then the next day, it was like Nipsey was killed. So, it was just like two, I don't know, two things, you know? Yeah. And then Nip's death just hit me pretty hard, you know? So, like, for my mental health, I was like, damn, I've been hella sad. Haven't been sleeping well. Niggas ain't been eating. Nigga, my room look crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I ain't even gonna speak about that. We're good on the camera angle because I know about the angles. You feel me? Uh, but my room is on some nuts shit. I haven't even unpacked from Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> like niggas got to do laundry and shit. Like it's like fuck. I feel this, but this is how like I know when I'm depressed. My room will look like I'm depressed. <laughs> you feel me? So I'm like trying to like same with you is like find that like all right, what is that thing that I need to do to shift this because I've been here before, and I'm not trying to stay right where I am. Facts, my nigga, hundred percent. Um. I definitely feel for you as far as like the the, the grandfather shit. It's not your great grandfather, right? No, it's, nah, it's my grandpa. Your grandpa. Yeah. Um, but like, I had like a a different experience. Like my grand, my I was like raised by like my great grandfather on my um my great grandparents on both sides of the family. But like I spent a lot of time with my mom's grandparents, and like they were just people that I respected hella much. And they were like seventy when I was born, right? But like nigga, I was a kid, so like all the lessons and game they was giving me, like I kind of see it hindsight. But I just know I could benefit so much more from those kind of conversations right now. So it's like kind of the opposite where you're saying you wish you had the conversations you had with them right now as a kid. I wish I could have the conversations that I have right now with at this age with my great grandparents. You know, it's like my grandmother and grandfather, bro. Let them to death. And I think about how much they instilled into me and how much I'm a reflection of them. And like they work, they prayers, all this shit. Like I'm definitely a reflection a reflection of that. Yeah. Um so yeah, I definitely feel for you on that hip on that hip. Um and then like the Nipsey shit. We talked about this shit on the car on the way over here. We talked about it the day it happened or the day after it happened. I think we like we for sure not alone in the way that that shit fucked, the way that shit affected us and like fucked up niggas' overall well being for real. So like I'm definitely like I feel for you 100 percent on yeah. both those. Yeah, and, like the I don't do we give a content warning for the Nipsey shit? Like, yeah, we gonna we gonna talk about yeah we gonna talk about gun violence probably and, yeah. and, and his death. So that's the content warning. Yeah, me and you talked about this on the ride over. 
the shit that had me so shook, my nigga. And also just giving like a disclaimer because I was I was skeptical about talking about this shit because I feel like so many motherfuckers is just like talking. using his name for their own agendas. Or That's whatever. why I was even skeptical. Like I've been wanting to write some shit, yeah. and I'm like I, I don't even want to write man, I, because I, I, I feel some, like so many yeah. people have been writing. I got some. Tw- you know? We know how this world works, my nigga. Like motherfuckers want clicks, motherfucker. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like at the end of the day, this shit's at the end of our fucking episode. Like motherfuckers might even get to this shit. So honestly, this I think it's a chance me and you to kind of work through this shit in Ourselves. real time. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like motherfuckers be having their own agendas, and I don't, I don't want to fall into that to that category for real. Yeah, I don't know, cause I I don't know if I write some shit, I ain't even gonna pitch it. No, I'm just gonna drop it on my blog on my medium. I don't know. It's just it's been weird to see so many think pieces come out, and I know people are getting paid off of it. And it's fuck. It's and sick it's when niggas like, reduce you to that. Uh, it made me. Upset, I think that is bro. a form of reduction sometimes, bro. Think pieces can be a form of reduction. All all kind of media coverage can be a form of reduction. What you mean by reduction? Like a nigga will reduce you down to what fits their agenda. Like okay, this is what Nipsey was like. Or yeah, like just in general, like a nigga will reduce you down to a fist the agenda. Like this just is the story whatever, that I whatever write. they talk this about. This is the story that just, I want to write. Just one thing so this in I'm, the box. You know, this is what yeah. I'm gonna do. They're not gonna work around. Like the there's, full gonna, there's gonna be very fucking articles that address him as a whole for bad or for for good or for for worse. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, I feel like that shit can be a, can be reduce can be reduction as fuck, reducing as fuck. Um, and then also like we've already seen how niggas monetize movements, how niggas monetize narratives. Monetize black death You feel what I'm saying Like niggas use shit To get money out of it Like it's a lot of niggas Who just like Oh I'm gonna write this and Money or back. clout You know what I'm saying Especially I mean yeah, That's just what it is I think that's yeah. to acknowledge So that's why I think I was skeptical Of talking about this shit But like, I, I just wanted to talk about it The process yeah. <laughs> Honestly That's why I, I was like I haven't had the chance To process it for yeah. real And I'm wondering How it's gonna show up Later on for me But me and you talked about This show on the ride over here bro I did not know I was capable of feeling The way that I felt about somebody that I never met, but then I had to process like nigga, think about the impact that bro had on your life. Why wouldn't you feel this way? Like when I think about niggas that shaped me for real as the person that I am, yeah, in certain aspects of myself, like Nip, like top three for real for me as far as like role models and idols. Um, and of course, like the nigga ain't perfect. Nobody is right. We gonna get into like some of the shit that we mean when we say like ain't nobody perfect, right? Yeah. Um, but that was like a confusing ass feeling to never have met somebody and for them to just. They're deaf to send me into that state of mm-hmm. mourning and grieving. Like, bro, I was sick to my fucking stomach. Yeah. I cried for like two or three days, my nigga. Over again, a nigga I never even fucking met. But this is a nigga that has such a large impact on who I am. Yeah, that's something I wrote down when you said that too. Like when I was starting to write, I was like, I ain't known it, but it was like it was one of my own niggas died. Yeah. And it felt that way too, cause the way like I knew how you was feeling. I knew how some of my other partners was feeling. You feel me? Like getting texts like, hey, what's good? You feel me? Like niggas was texting me like it was one of my partners, you know? Yeah. That shit was just, I don't know. But he for sure had an impact, you know, in terms of his music and shit. Like, bro got, bro got me through Berkeley and sometimes, bro, when I was really ready to fade somebody, bro, like <laughs> Nip said, I, you know, what do you say? Some shit about like, oh, it's going to be the season where I wish you niggas fly north. Like, <laughs> he got so many, he got you know, so many, like, he got so many punchlines and one liners that like, Gave me that boost to the next phase of my life. I'm like, yeah. nigga, like, help me pick my chin up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> niggas be crying, listening to the nip. All right, for sure. It's, it's good. I got to get this shit, shit in. This shit is. I got to make it happen. Wild, bro. And like, I think that one of the biggest things that I took from him was like this, like, passion, perseverance, and self belief. Like, those, like, three things that I really got that I really like, messages that I 
that he like pumped into my fucking psyche, bro, that like have become part of me. And I can think about the the niggas who I got it from and he's like one of two other people that I got that shit from, bro. So I know just like sending my condolences to him, his family, and anyone that was that was, you know, affected by his death. And you think about the demographic of like I think like like teenage boys to like early 30s he got lyrics where he's like older like ogs look up to me or like older niggas look at me like i'm that og type shit you know what i'm saying so i feel like it's like nigga 14 to 50 is a like mentally like right. yeah i mean even probably even shit. like little ass kids in this yeah. hood you know it's like sure. yesterday you know i had class and i'm like i cannot talk about nip i gotta create something in my lesson plan to address and to try to understand what happened you feel me and try to at least give my students a framework to understand it you know and one of my students, um, she's from the same neighborhood. You know, she's like, I could go talk to Nip, you feel me, and just have a casual-ass conversation. And just like, that, he meant so much to that section, to our section, to our area, you feel me, to where even rival gangs respected that shit. You feel me? And she was just, just talking about it, you know? And it was just like, hell impacted by it. You know, it was like, just a regular, he was like, he was a regular person who just put on for his community, helped his community, really invested in his community. You feel me? It was just trying to make sure that everybody was good in this community. You know? That shit, that's why I think it's, it hits so hard because it was a nigga really trying to do good things for his people. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. I feel like people try to hold rappers to such a high standard that they don't even hold themselves to. You feel All me? All the fucking time. You know, like. Yeah, and it's very rare that a nigga try to like hold themselves to this, or at least attempts yeah. to hold themselves to the standard that the rest of that society does. And this was a rapper who really gave back. You feel me? Not just money, about but like time, about and resources, time, resources. Yeah. Like on some real, like he probably—I don't know if he used the word socialist, but the nigga was doing some socialist ass shit. <laughs> you feel me? And to get gunned down like that in a place where he grew up, in a place where he was really trying to change the economic infrastructure for black people in his own neighborhood. Yeah, and I, uh, one of the things that also like crossed my mind is—I don't know—it's just like that—that that understanding of like we've seen it before. Um, but it's like it's like a fucking a violent reminder of no matter how far you remove yourself from certain things, like you can still fall victim to this shit. And I was having a conversation with somebody like a month ago. I'm like, bro, when you black, it just seemed like violence fucking finds you, bro. Like whether you a black, you identify as a black man, a black woman, you black and trans. Like the the, the data is there, right? You black and queer, the data is there. Like it just when you black, fucking violence finds you. And for some black folks, more than others. And it don't matter what you it don't matter what you're doing with your life as a black person, bro. You could assimilate into this white supremacist society as best as you want to. As long as you got fucking black skin, that shit is gonna fucking find you. And that's such a defeating feeling to know that like You trying to live right. Yeah, like nigga, think about what niggas is doing with their lives, bro. It don't fucking matter. When you black, that shit gonna find you in this yeah. in this anti black society. And it's just like, yeah, niggas black and then like you hear all the like, oh niggas kill niggas type shit. Like nigga again, that's just some rhetoric to fucking Ignore how white supremacy plays a role in that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, niggas killing niggas as a result of this white supremacist capitalist society, my nigga. As a you know result of being fucking colonized and put yeah. into a red line neighborhood. Period, bro. Like killing each other. What AKs, nigga? AKs made in Russia. <laughs> the fuck. That shit is just. It was. I, I can say what I felt the most when I got the news was like I felt hopeless, bro. I felt hopeless as fuck. I'm like, there is like. Again, it was, and this is feelings that niggas already felt, but it was a fucking reminder for niggas, bro. Yeah. Like, it was it was a reminder, like, oh, nigga, you thought 
Like, oh, you thought you could do this kind of shit and get away with it. Nah, nigga, you still gonna fall victim to the same shit that everybody else fall victim to. And that's a, that's a, a probably a reminder for everybody else, like, yeah. And it's wild when, I don't know, you're doing everything right. <laughs> you remove like, you know, yourself from the streets. You know what I'm like? But he was still tapped in, still rocking. You feel me? It's like, like, ain't that what we ask some motherfuckers? We always ask motherfuckers to still be in the hood, still be giving back, give your money to do this shit. I see that shit all the time on Twitter. Like, rappers need to do this, rappers need to do this. A nigga was doing that shit and still got killed. You feel me? Like, he was on some peace, promoting peace shit, too. You feel me? Between gangs. You feel me? I'm showing a clip of him talking maybe 10 years ago. He's like, it's wild. We killing each other over blocks. Different colors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This nigga saying this 10 years ago. <laughs> something you know that's I mean? Something that's crossing my mind right now is like, I've seen some of the, some of like, some of the um, discourse, you know, some of, some folks talking like, um, is I like, and this is, yeah, like the Breakfast Club. I seen them niggas say some shit like, is it worth going back to the hood? Like, see, this is why I hate when shit like this happens because niggas use this as a reason to be anti-black and anti- Anti-black poor people and anti-hood. Like, this is like, you feel me? Like, yeah. I, that's why I don't fuck with this shit. Cause yeah, like, like, nigga, I'm not leaving where I'm from. I don't give a fuck what no nigga talking about. Like, that's this this shit. I'm not leaving, bro. And for niggas to even bring that discussion up, it's like, that's corny as fuck. It's hella anti-black, bro. Like, period. Anti-blackness is the reason why we're in this situation. So you think combating anti-blackness with more anti-blackness is the solution, my nigga? And people be like, oh, it's, it's just your own people, nigga. This ain't even... That's this ain't rhetoric, my nigga. That's like some white man's rhetoric right there. Like, oh, if y'all niggas stop killing each other, if we stop killing each other, the white man's still gonna kill us, my nigga. So what are you saying, bro? Who put us in this situation to begin with? You feel me? Twitter like, niggas gotta be killing niggas. And y'all act like white folks ain't killing each other. Like, Asians ain't killing each other. Like, Hispanics ain't killing each other. Why is that rhetoric only brought up? Why is that that, black people when that black discourse only happens. brought up when, when black shit, when it's black on black? And I, one thing I asked my students, I was like, if the prison industrial complex wasn't a thing, if prisons wasn't a thing in this country, would Nip have been killed? You know? That's that's what I'm saying. There's so many There's so anti-black... There's so many other fucking factors. That, that play into this looking shit. Looking at the foundation of gangs, you feel me? Gangs was fucking made to protect the fucking community. That was the root of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They said, what, CRIP stands for what? Community Revolution and Progress? Some shit like that, right? And then blood was brotherly love overrides oppression and destruction. That's what I'm saying, but they they got all these like these and white supremacist like, narratives that have shifted niggas thinking right. to like, oh, this is some shit that was started by black people for the detriment of black people. Nah, oh, my nigga. It's not that shit started at all. Like 69, 71. That's fucking Black Panther era. You feel me? Then what happens next? Drugs put in the community. Niggas talk about guns being dropped off in the community and shit, you know? So it's not as, I think like, you know, the point of this shit is it's not as simple as like this being a black on, some black on black crime it's shit, some, this being yeah. a, a nigga problem, some shit like, nah, bro, it's, it's deeply rooted in white supremacist history. Deeply rooted. And until we acknowledge that, niggas is ice skating uphill. You can't talk about gangs theory. without talking about white supremacy. <laughs> with any other theory, bro. <laughs> any black problem in All America. All this conspiracy shit is, you know, any, yes, bro. study the fucking history, nigga. Any black problem in America, white folks are at the root of it. That ain't, that's that's just pure. That's just that's just fact, bro. Look at the way this country was designed. Look at the way this country is set up. The way this country functions. White folks are at the, are at the root of all black problems. Because they said the person who killed him was a snitch. An informant. If you a snitch, you an informant. Which means you're working for the government. You paid to work for the government. You paid to tell. You were part of the government. So if a snitch did that, that's part of, in my opinion, it's part of the government. The government had a fucking role in it. It's just no, it's just no way we cannot acknowledge white supremacy and, and the role that it played in it. And that's shit. what I hate when people try not to acknowledge like the root causes. You just want to fucking look at the fucking uh, leaves of shit. You don't want to look at the roots of the tree. Yeah, and then also, know? and also again, that's um, 
it makes sense. Although it's like it's a part of being indoctrinated into this colonial and it could, system yeah. and this thought system. And it's like niggas, pro- I guess, like mourning the best way they fucking can. Because at the end of the day, whether we whatever theories and rhetorics we using to get around all this shit, yeah. mourning is at the root of it. And niggas just wanting answers and justice are at the root of it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm I'm thinking about how we just did that shit. That shit could have been a little like. I hope it didn't sound like uppity and bougie. I mean, I think it's part of also like our anger too. Yeah, because I want motherfuckers to know like a lot of niggas don't have access to this information that we got. A lot of it, so like I don't want to come off as that, but I'm more so talking to like motherfuckers that do got access to the information. The Breakfast Club. (laughs) We talking about the Breakfast Club. (laughs) Yeah, I'm more so talking to motherfuckers do got the that do have the the access to the information. I I never want to condemn motherfuckers who. There's people who willingly choose to perpetuate this anti-black thought. You feel me? I think for us too. Motherfuckers too, who know better, bro. And if we're sounding like that, I think the part of it's our passion and our yeah. anger, and we grieving too. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't just talking. But about definitely want to acknowledge that shit. Yeah, nah, I appreciate you saying that. And something that we also need to acknowledge that we've had before in the past, but I think it's a narrative that has that has gotten lost as a result of Nip's death and what he meant to people is um something that I didn't fuck with is the way that folks were engaging queer folks, um and folks that identify as LGBTQ for not mourning bro's death. And like the fact remains, like Nip has had some very anti-LGBTQ things, and we've like addressed them before. Uh, on, back on, on, the, the, on the episode nine, we talked. And I did about like this. an anchor episode from by myself, like addressing the shit, and I yeah. probably like tweeted about the shit, all type of shit. But I like, tweeted about it. I, this nigga had me blocked because I talked about it on Twitter. Yeah, like the fact remains, like the reason why I don't expect LGBTQ folks folks to mourn at all, or maybe mourn the ways in which that we did, or feel the way we did, because bro has said some things that was completely against their lifestyle, which is not okay. And um, that shit needs to be acknowledged. Like you, you don't get to, like I said, we don't get to create these narratives of people to fit our agendas. Like niggas got to be held accountable, nigga, in life and after. <laughs> That's just what it is. Cause we, nigga, we we do it to everyone else. Just because it's nip, you don't get to be held accountable. No, that's not how it works. And I think that's important too for us to say too, especially as. Two niggas who were grieving over this shit who really hit, you know. Man, I was listening to one of his songs, but now he said some shit that was just hella foul. You know? I'm like, I had to change. I'm like, bro, like I forgot this nigga said this shit. Like, yeah. What the fuck? You're out of pocket. Yeah. Like I had remembered, but I'm like, okay, this is what. Like, no, fuck that. And then, yeah, so like that's that's just something that, that needs to be addressed. Is like, I don't appreciate how motherfuckers was coming towards the LGBTQ community because they weren't up in arms and they weren't up in tears um, as a result of bro's death. Because I know I wouldn't. Like I, they feel, of course. Like I, you, you, I seen folks tweet like, "I never want to see nobody lost to senseless violence." But forgive me if I can't be broken down because the nigga didn't approve of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I feel that way? I wouldn't feel that way about no white man. White man dying, like, I'm not gonna feel no way, especially if it's a white man that spoke down to my existence. I'm not gonna feel nothing. My own humanity. Yeah, I go feel nothing for no clan nigga die. What? I'm dinner clapping. Like that's just what, that's just what it is, right? So, um, I just yeah, I wanted to to speak. Speak on that shit and say like if you one of those niggas who was trying to erase LGBTQ folks, um, you know their stances on this shit. You out of pocket and you take a long hard look in the mirror because it's important. Like again, that we hold folks accountable in life and after. Yeah, real shit. Because if we don't like look at the full scope of somebody, you know. You gotta learn from people. You don't want to create that habit. It's like yeah. we would hold anyone else accountable. So let's yeah, hold, hold me accountable. accountable. Hold me accountable when I, <laughs> you know, it's like for all of it and learn. You know. Yeah. So, but 
I don't know. It's also I've seen the way people react to gun violence too. I know you tweeted about it. Yeah, there was just some like super anti poor black shit going on, and I'm like, mm, my nigga, until you from some shit where you experience that shit regularly, you should probably stay out of it because your whole stance is gonna be based on one that hasn't. It's not one on on one on empathy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you saying some shit that you don't know nothing about for real. You ain't never experienced. You don't know what that shit feel like, bro. So, stay out of it. Like, period, plain blank. That's, it's, just, it's a lot of folks like to comment on poor black issues and don't know nothing about the poor black experience. I don't fuck with that shit. Yeah. Like, at all. That's 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 some white shit. Speaking on some shit you don't know nothing about. Telling motherfuckers what's best for them. You ain't never experienced none of it. I don't appreciate that shit. And it, it really pissed me off. It really make me sick to my stomach when I see that shit coming from black mm-hmm. folks, bro. Like, that shit really makes me upset, bro. Well, motherfuckers, just, like, it's just pure classism and it's finest, bro. I've seen a lot of folks like just tweeting hella anti-black, hella anti-poor black shit, bro. And it's, it's just like, I can, and it, it just remind me, like, sometimes you be on Twitter, you think a motherfucker is your mutual, right? Because they tweet all these things, they say all these things, and you realize, like, nah, nigga, you not. You not. You not my comrade, my nigga. You not my mutual. Because the moment that you got the chance to say some shit that was anti-motherfuckers that's on the bottom of the, of the, of the totem pole, you did it. Can't fuck with you. I can't fuck with you. And we already know if you're not organizing, the motherfuckers at the bottom. It's classist and it ain't revolutionary. You feel me? Period, bro. I seen a lot of shit and I'm like, okay. People, just, people I'm, I'm jotting that down. That's jotting what I was saying. Down. I was like, people are exposing themselves. I'm like, <laughs> I know who down. to work with, who not to work with. Jotting that down. You got op tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jotting that down. You got op tendencies. I know what to do. I'm going to keep a note of that. For real. You got, you got op in your blood somewhere. <laughs> and the, I'm just waiting for it to fully show Because yeah. there's, there's these brief moments on Twitter Where niggas will show what they really about I'm not sure how they really feel Because it's hella easy you feel me When like the, the movement is going quote unquote it. persona or It's hella easy But then People them shit the talk. It, 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 The moments present themselves When you can really say some shit That's not Excuse me The moment presents itself for folks to show If they really revolutionary Or if they just liberal you know what I'm saying? Anytime you're on your black bougie shit, I do not fuck with that shit at all, nigga. Not even a little bit. No room for it. Not in my radical movement. Yeah. Can't fuck with it. Yeah. Nice. Hey, yeah. Rest in peace to my nigga Nip, man. Yeah, I know one thing we both kind of talked about, too, was just like the sense of paranoia we both been feeling Ooh. after this situation, you know? Especially, not to compare ourselves, but we do, you know, we do work for our community. We outside. I, I think anybody... You feel yeah. me? Like, we trying to do good things for our own people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think if you work with black, poor folks, or you were once poor and black, and you're doing, like, community service work, you are along the lines of, you feel me? Like, the nigga, like, you, it's easy to see yourself in a motherfucker like Nipsey. You know what I'm Like, it's easy if you're doing that kind of work. Like, it don't matter the scale you're doing it. I think if you're making the most of the resources you got, then you are of that caliber. You are of those morals and those ethics, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's not so much about, like, you know, aligning ourselves with the nigga, but, like, me and you talked... Nigga, I think like 99% of my nightmares are me getting shot. That's one of my biggest fears. <laughs> like, that's like literally one of my <laughs> biggest fears, bro. Anytime I get into it with a nigga, I engage a nigga like he got a gun. Especially a nigga in Oakland. Like, Especially, everybody got a gun out yeah. here. You feel what I'm saying? I, and I've been like, every hood I go to, I assume every nigga got a gun. Because that's just the norm. That's how I was brought up. Niggas, niggas stay with straps. You know what I'm saying? So, it was just super triggering for me for a nigga to get killed like that. Shot. Anytime I see like... That's why I do not like watching gun gun shit, bro. Like, I don't even like watching that shit in movies, my nigga. Like, that shit real for niggas, bro. I didn't seen a lot of, I didn't seen and heard a lot of shit around guns, and I just don't fuck with it. And I told you, it reminded me when Nia got murdered, bro. Like the kind of like the 
like that feeling that was in the air. Yeah. Like, it was just super paranoid, super unsafe. I, had, no, to, no, I yeah. had to force myself in the public today, my nigga. I'm like, bro, I can't let this shit come over me, bro. Like, I can't. I gotta force myself out there. Shit suck for real. Yeah. It's just wild just knowing that you could. I think I said this earlier, but just do everything for your community. Really be a role model to a lot of young niggas. You feel me? Just buy back shit. You feel me? Buy back your own. You feel me? Neighborhood. Get people jobs. Create, you know, economic development for your own people. Create job centers type shit. You know, like, what are we, like a technology hub in the hood for niggas in the hood? You know what I mean? And still be shot and killed. It's just like... I don't know if you look at our history, any nigga who's really <laughs> done some shit, you feel me? You're going to go eventually. And they all die young, you know? It's like, really, why the good always got to die young? You know what I'm saying? Like Malcolm, Martin, you know what I mean? Like, either die young or end up in jail or fled the country. And I don't know. That's why I think that's why that shit fucked me up. It's like, you could do everything good in this life. And still end up You feel me Yeah Like That's why I think It hit hard for me Niggas just trying to do good Knowing that you're doing good Trying to help people Can get you killed You know Got me fucked up (laughs) Yeah But then I'm also Trying not to Live in the state of paranoia Either It's hard not to You know There's no reason to do so Cause it's constant too It's like all right. I remember the Nia shit. That shit made me paranoid. <laughs> Hell, other things that made me paranoid. And it's like, damn. Paranoia has also saved my life a few times. Yeah. It's my own day. I, I experience <laughs> paranoia on my own daily experiences. It don't have to just be somebody getting killed. It could be yeah. interactions that I had with a motherfucker that just made me feel like, ooh. Or you yeah. feel me, a little trauma pop-up. A little situation that a nigga that had in the past. It's all type of shit that just take a nigga mind on. It's a, it's a fucked up thing. Anybody that's out there battling trauma... Especially as a result of as a result of violence, I feel for you, my nigga. Could definitely empathize. For real, hundred percent. Shit, let's get into you trying to get in the Patreon. Yeah, I don't really got too much more to say. Yeah, me either. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> this episode was a lot. <laughs> like my nigga, I'm like, I knew this would happen. That's why I'm I'm glad we said it for last. But like, now my body's just going through some shit for real. Yeah. Sorry. So the Patreon. I don't know. Maybe we could do some Patreon shit on the ladder though. Like, oh no, it's gonna be. It ain't gonna feel organic, my nigga. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna feel forced. I feel forced right now to create some shit just because of it. Yeah. But we'll figure some shit out. Uh, I'm cool ending it. Me too. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> Black. Thank y'all for fucking with us. Um, shout out to all my Black LGBTQ folks out there. Shout out um, anybody going through some shit. You know, niggas gonna prevail. All of us and none of us. Episode 40.